You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. edition as i'm coughing my head off i'm still getting over covid it lingers with you it's a just fun i brought it back from dragon con that was exciting dragon con then covid um so that's been fun anyway this is the literary briefs edition i'm your host erica lance i might have already said that because i've already been drinking my co-host today is the amazingly wonderful danielle orsino our sponsor today is skunk brothers spirits coupon code dwa10 Danielle, what should we tell the people listening right now? Don't forget to like and subscribe and maybe leave us a little review since you've been drinking because we love to read drunken reviews. We absolutely do. Okay, our guest today is Janelle Siselski. I said it right, right? Siselski. 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 I've had a little bit to drink, which we're about to discuss. So I'm very proud of myself. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking. I am drinking um, the very last of my can. It's only got half of it left of Angry Orchard Hard Fruit Cider Tropical. I can't find this anymore. It makes me very sad. Um, Danielle, what are you drinking? I have got my Barefoot Red Moscato and I'm ready to rock and roll. Barefoot should sponsor us when you're on this podcast because you they really there. should. They really drink, should. Know. They really should. should. Do that because you get free boxes of wine. That's how that mm. works. Okay, Janelle, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking the always refreshing glass of water. Yay. We, Yay. Understand. we understand. We're outside. It's an mm-hmm. afternoon. It's a little afternoon. Okay. So rapid literary briefs, rapid fire questions. You ready, Janelle? Let's do it. What is your, what is your favorite book of all time? Oh my gosh. Um, Outlander, because it's got men in kilts. Good answer. I love it. I love it. What is your least favorite book? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Uh, let's do Great Expectations. It's boring. Sorry. That's okay. You can say that. Don't get me started on Jane Austen. I have a whole entire rant that I do on Jane Austen. <laughs> but the movie with Ethan Hawke was amazing. Ethan Hawke is amazing. I mean, <clears throat> the movies can be better because they shorten it, but some of these books are just really long. And like, oh, is it that of adaptation good. of it where he's in modern day Gwyneth Paltrow and the whole art dealer? Oh my God, it's great. Not yeah, the book. I'm sorry if anyone can hear this, but it sounds like there's a prop plane in the background, which is weird. Nope, can't hear it. Nope. Anyway, okay, good. Well, that's good. I can hear it. Prop plane. What is your favorite? Um, and you might use the same answer you did for your book, but book to movie or TV show adaptation where you think they did a really good job with it. I'm gonna say The Last Kingdom by Bernard Cornwell. Oh, really? Oh, nice. That nice. is probably one of my favorite shows because they they have taken this morally gray character and just made you fall in love with him and i think that they have enhanced the characters in it because they did the same thing with outlander i feel um but Mm -hmm. the last kingdom is just a phenomenal 
story and taken this character that you could probably hate, but you end up loving him anyways in the journey that he goes on. So it's a great adaptation. Very cool. What is one where you're like, they did a terrible job with this? So many, so many. Oh, I know there's so many, but what is one that you were like, I hate them for doing this? Oh gosh. Um, oh, you know what? The new Persuasion on Netflix. It's awful. I haven't seen it yet. So it's now I won't watch it because. They turned her. So that's one of my favorite stories from Jane Austen, although I don't want you to get upset but that's what no, I, I, just, that I don't I know a lot of people love Jane Austen I just think like I am not the waiting there's not a lot of action to me in Jane Austen books there's mm-hmm. a lot of trepidation and a lot of thinking about things and a lot you know what I mean it's just it's a very 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 slow, slow like yes. I, that, I, that I don't like about it I'm just like this takes forever ever it's it's honestly like i love the lord of the rings movies and stuff but i i do not love the books because there is a tremendous amount of walking in the books and a tremendous amount of description of trees and shit like that in the books and i do not want hate mail for this because trust me i'm lord of the rings tattoos avid fan just the walking like i can't it's kind of like what happened with the clan of the cape bear it was a great book the plains of passage was 5,000 pages of talking about wheat. Like, right. just get to it. I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. skip yeah. to the end. I loved Bridgerton, the TV shows. I didn't read the books, so they might be different. I but seen them. for that region, because there were regency, but they, they, and they the kept sex, it going. There's sexiness and there's going and there's tension. And you're like, I'm engaged in this. Not like, yes. dude, you've been sewing for the last three fucking chapters. Can we? <laughs> move along there's got to be something yes. else to be doing so, i get it continue talking about your jane austen okay so life. um so yeah i think they just it was horrible i think the the actors who were cast were just not good at all they changed up a lot of the the personality of the characters and why you loved them from the original story was not how they are in this one they tried to make it funny when it's not really funny and it's done badly. Oh, that's with Dakota. No. Um, yes. Yes. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. That's it. Yes. Yes. I've heard Some a lot about really that. Some people really liked it, but I was like, no. Yeah. I, so. I have heard things about it. I've heard mixed reviews on it. Yeah. Okay. So if you could be any fairy tale or mythical creature, what would you be and why? I think I would want to be Cinderella because she has awesome shoes and she marries a prince. Are you talking Disney Cinderella or the original? No, the Disney one. Okay, because okay. I was going to say, this is not a pleasant story. No, because none no. of the original fairy tales are, none of them are nice. Happily. So I'm talking no, like- because that's not the point of fairy tales. It was stay in your station. Don't try to go beyond where who you are. That was the whole point of the fairy Stay in your lane. Correct. Yeah. So I, would be, I would be Disney Cinderella because she has amazing shoes, but I think it'd be cool to be a unicorn. Okay. Those are good. Those are good. Danielle, your world famous question that most people agree with, but go ahead. I know we have this debate. If you were going to come face to face and you have to come face to face with one of these three things to prove they exist, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, or UFOs, which one do you pick? Loch Ness Monster, because I get to go to Scotland. 
There we go. Did you hear her reasoning on why, though, Danielle? It, has it doesn't matter. She's the monster itself. If Bigfoot was in Scotland, she would have chosen Bigfoot. I might have. Not. <laughs> That's just Danielle's thing. And it's so funny. The other day I saw a news article where they said that they had more proof. It's exciting. Of, yeah. The Loch Ness. Like they've gotten recent pictures of what they believe is the Loch Ness monster. And um, yeah, so I sent that to Danielle so that she could continue. Most people, by the way, say Bigfoot or UFO drives her crazy because I feel like that's one of those setup answers where she has the mm -hmm. question, but she wants a specific answer to the question. I got it. <laughs> so are you, are you, Bigfoot you or a UFO could chase you. A Loch Ness monster, you could just- Unless you're swimming with them. Exactly. You're from the shore. You're safe. UFO abduction, Bigfoot mauling. See? There's a lot there. You got to unpack that. Yeah, you forward. don't know how you're going to encounter them, or you know, like you, you have to set up that particular. You're proving they exist, so somehow you're surviving that particular encounter. You just might be well, surviving with an anal probe. You don't know. That's fine. It depends. You could be Bigfoot's wife. That that I, I guess that's a true story. What um uh trope do you love what is one of your favorite tropes enemies to lovers okay nice. marriage a trope that you hate um friends to lovers or secret baby you not a fan, not a fan of the secret baby huh no i don't like children in stories like i like my daughter but i don't <laughs> really like i'm not really a kid person so i don't like to read about them um, are you okay, saying in like romance stories and stuff because there's children's books that have children i'm assuming those are okay yes but those are children's books but in the type of books that i read okay they're, they're taking away from the central um romance you know that's true babysitting does take away from central romance things mm -hmm. danielle my friend that's a good point uh what is your spirit animal oh my gosh my daughter asks me this all the time, what my spirit animal is. And she told me, I forgot. I think it's a white tiger. Well, that's, that's cool. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty specific. Cool. I, a friend of mine's is a puffer fish. Oh, that was hers. She said she's a puffer fish. And I'm like, this is not some, what about you, Danielle? Did you ever say what your spirit animal is? I'm... Oh, it's Nessie. Okay. That's not an animal. That is a magical creature right now. They say it's a plesiosaurus. Not technically. We, we might not know what it is yet. I'm positive if I stand on the shores of Loch Ness, that thing's going to pop his little head out with his little, like, you know, little, thing. That thing is huge. That's not little. Yeah, it's but head is going to be bigger mom, than half your body. But he's cute. He's been waiting for me. He's going to have his little Scottish brogue and be like, come on, let's go for a swim. I'm on my back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I would we're going to go off. I would pay money to see this happen. Pay yeah. Money. Just whisper my name when you go to Scotland across, you know, across no, the lake. And you might get a lake. I don't want to show up and go, where's Danielle? And I'm going to be like, she yeah. decided not to come. I don't know what to tell you, Nessie. And he'll be like, but you've been around her, you know, you know, like, yeah, and then he's going to be that you're not there and I'm going to have to deal with that. You might have heartbreak. I don't need a crying dinosaur on my hands. Like, this is a lot of work. You're putting you know, a lot of you you're just, putting a lot of responsibility on me. I don't think I can throw my card and be like, here, travel here. 
<laughs> yes, travel here. She's in the middle. She's landlocked, but absolutely travel to her here. That's how you do it. I'm sure I got a lake around here somewhere that he can, you know, underground passages. You can Amtrak. No, just kidding. Okay, so um, do you always finish books, Janelle? I'm sorry? Do you always finish books? Yes. Wait. What is that? Reading or writing? Well, both of them, but let's start with reading. Do you always finish books even if you don't like them? No. I used to um, because once I commit to something, I like to follow through no matter what it is. But then recently I decided, you know what? Life is too short to read bad books. There's Thank so, you. so many books out there that I will never be able to get around to reading. So why finish something that just isn't doing it for me? Um, I'm glad you said that because I agree 10,000%. Mm -hmm. um, what about writing? Do you have a story graveyard? Um, no, I think once I've started writing things, I've finished them. So I have a story idea graveyard where a lot of them have gone to die, but. Do you think you, do you ever resurrect them? Sometimes I do when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to write next. I'll go back and look through my idea list. And a lot of them, I know that'll probably never go anywhere. What about, um, oh my God, I just had a brain fog. Thank you, Cider. What about um, short stories? Do you write short stories? Not short stories, but novellas. How many novellas do you have done? I have one that's been published, one that's coming out in the spring, which is a collaboration with two other authors. And then we're working on a second one to pitch soon that should be a Christmas collection. Very cool. cool. Um, how is that writing with other people? Um, the first one that I wrote was not a good experience. Um, we just did not mesh well. I think it was the group. And um, the one that I'm working with now, the, these two authors, they're very professional. They know what they're doing. We each have our own ideas, but we're respectful of the other one and are doing our best to make stories come together. So it's been a really good um, collaboration between us. And we've become friends, which is nice too. Oh, that's very cool. Danielle? If you could visit one mythical place, or made up magical place uh, from the literary world, where would you go and why? Probably the Shire from Lord of the Rings. Cause I think deep down, I'm really a hobbit because I like to eat food and they look peaceful. Yeah. I love that you said that. I also love that you um, went to be a dietitian. You're like, I hate lettuce. So moving on from that. I know. I don't so, like in the vein of that, what is your favorite weird food combination? I love Doritos with French onion dip. That is an Put it down on the list, Erica. Yeah. Oh, I, ugh. Any yeah. kind of Doritos specifically? What's the, the, or the regular, like original? you know, cheese? Original. Okay. Original Dorito with French onion Got dip. It. The, the hella good one, that brand. Can't be just any kind. It needs to be the hella good brand. There you go. Okay. I know it sounds weird, but it's so good. Well, we've see, heard every kind. Track of all these weird food combinations with another one of the co-hosts, and we're going to do an episode where we sit down and try them. 
I think it's not going to go well for us with all of the yeah. ones we've been given. No, but um, we're going to see uh, how that goes. I do want to try the grilled peanut butter and jelly, though. I think I might try that in the next couple of days. Somebody talked about a grilled peanut butter and jelly. Okay. So wow. That's interesting. Do it with peanut butter and jelly. That huh. could be interesting. That's not too weird. No. Because no. the combo's normalized. Mm -hmm. So Doritos and French onion dip. Got it. Hella good French onion dip. That's right. Okay. I'm sending it now. So she adds it to the list. Okay. <coughs> um, so is there anything that um, just completely drives you crazy that an author will do when you're reading besides trope problems? Like, is there one thing that'll absolutely make you shut the book? Um, usually when the, cause I read a lot of romances, um, when the hero and the heroine, you know, the love interest, when they get into an argument and you're like, you know, if you would just talk about the problem, none of this would be happening, but they have these stupid reasons why they won't talk about the problem. And I just, just for the record, almost every TV show that exists is based on lack of communication. Yes. I'm saying this now, but now when you watch TV, you're going to notice this. But it's yes. literally like if people would just communicate, the show would not be the show that it is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that a lot of writers just use because it's easy. It's easy. You know, but you can what soap it. opera is, is just not communicating. You, you can know. do it in a believable way where for whatever reason the, the problem isn't discussed there are some people who can do that in a believable way but i'm just talking about like the obvious like why are you why are you not discussing this it should be oh. yeah it's just Bad setting writing. up unnecessary conflict exactly agreed a thousand percent yeah. mm -hmm. danielle uh dc or marvel comics favorite marvel girl dc girl what's your take there's a pausing um, just in case you're listening to the audio of this it's not it, it, the author has paused for it, my friend <laughs> try to think um we're I not like, a fan at all i don't she read comics bucky, but there's bucky involved there's winter soldier so we are yes. so i i love batman um, but I don't, I think Marvel has just really knocked it out of the park with, I guess their movies and their storylines okay. and stuff. So, but I, I'm a huge Captain America fan. And then obviously Bucky Barnes. So Sebastian Stan, how you doing? I mean, that's kind of, you know, whether he was in the uniform or in the winter soldier, that's right. you, you weren't going wrong either way. That's that right. He's supposed God to be God. new Luke Skywalker too, because he looks just like him. He He's looks really just like him. He does. If you if you look up um, uh, Sebastian Stan, Luke Skywalker, like Google that, you will see he looks just like a very young Mark Hamill before his accident. Yeah, it's crazy. And Mark Hamill's even uh, like acknowledged how much they look alike. And he said he should play me. If they re ever reboot, that's who should be Luke. Mm, he'd do a good job of it. I wouldn't turn that you down. You guys just want to see Sebastian standing things. It doesn't matter what he's in. 
You're That's like, true. he could play Groove from Despicable. I saw him in the Tommy, Tommy and Pam thing. He was great in that. He was almost right unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. That was actually a really good miniseries, I have to say. They did uh, a good job with that one. So you said you read biographies. What's the latest biography you've read? I haven't read a biography in a long time. Um, I used to read them a lot more. I, I've read quite a few of the biofic, which is the, the fictionalized biographies of people. And I love reading um, Stephanie Dre's, her take on historical figures. Like My Dear Hamilton is probably one of my favorite ones. And then it makes me want to go and pick up a biography and read about uh, the real person. I think, I think the last biography I read about was um, Margaret Mitchell. And that was a couple of years ago. The last one I read was Rain Wilson, who is Dwight. Oh, mm -hmm. Dwight. He's very I funny. I read And Lex Luthor. What? He's also the voice of Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I just, he, he is, a, you could tell he's just a very funny human being. So have you cast your books yet at all? Well, for this one coming out, obviously, I want Sebastian Stan. What about a love interest? <laughs> um, no, I tend to look at the men more because they're more they're more exciting to look at. But I go on Pinterest and I find all of these different images of who I want them. <laughs> Do you listen to music while you write? No, it has to be silent. Completely silent. Mm -hmm. Well, and usually my dog is in here snoring underneath my desk, like she is right now. But other than that, I like it pretty quiet. So can you write in public? Like, can you go to coffee shops and stuff? Nope. No? Not at all. I'm very solitary when it comes to writing. Well, you know, typical writers are. I think some of us can write. I, one of the authors that I talked to, used to, he wrote his entire book in a bar. Wow. I have a friend who does that. I could not. Yeah. The ambient noise, and I get it. I actually kind of miss writing in coffee shops and stuff like that. The, even though I put my headset in, I don't know what it is about having the motion. Just being around the, yeah, the energy. The energy, I think, is good. Also, I do a tremendous amount of people watching for my books. So, um, mm. you know, what do people do? Um, Danielle? If you could uh, equate your book to a popular board game, is there a board game that you think works with your books? Oh, I have never had that question before. Um, it would have to be something with a lot of action and, and adventure to it. Um, there's this game called Forbidden Island and you have to move the pieces around before the island sinks. And so all of these bad things are happening. So that could probably be a good one because I always like to have bad things happening. And then everybody hopefully gets off the island by the end. So, but maybe that one. Very cool. Fun. Okay. What advice would you give authors out there? To never give up. Because this is a hard, hard industry. And if you don't have the drive to keep doing it, you're just going to get mowed down and discouraged. And you're going to get a lot of rejections. But if it's something that you really love doing, then you have to keep going no matter what. Very cool. Okay. Shameless self-promotion time, my friend. Tell people where to find you and talk about your latest book. 
So my new book coming out in November is called The Brilliance of Stars, and it's based on the question, what would happen if the Winter Soldier fell in love? And it's set during the Great War, and it has um, secret societies and occults, and um, I call it my Indiana Jones meets Marvel Avengers mashup uh, with lots of romance. And you can find me on my website, JanelleSoselski.com, and has all the links to my social media accounts where you can follow me and you can also join my newsletter where I only send out newsletters with good information like giveaways and upcoming events and stuff and try not to uh, bombard you all the time so very very cool you have been so much fun to have on the show thank you so much for being here well thank you for having me I'm so glad we got to meet at ALA Yes. No, it was very, I have the book. See everyone. I got a copy of the book already. What? I know, I'm super excited. Don't worry, Daniel, when I'm done reading, I will send it to you. I was going to say, you know where it's kind of heading. Yeah, no, I, I figured that would happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. This has been drinking with authors, my friends. I've been your host, Erica Lance. Our, oh my gosh, sponsor today has been Skunk Brother Spirits. I've held it together this much and let's see if I can get to the end. Coupon code DW10, DWA10. Um, my amazing co-host has been Danielle Orsino, who should probably say the rest of the things since I'm messing everything up. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Drinking With Authors and please write us a review because we love reading reviews. Yes, yes, yes. Janelle, thank you so much again for being here and we will see you guys all next time. Yay. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind the scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.